Hey all, this is Sean Gerber. Thank you for listening today, but before we get started, I have a couple of questions for you. Are you caught in the daunting maze of CISSP preparation, unable to find your way forward? That's precisely where I found myself when I began studying for the CISSP. Overwhelmed would be an understatement. There are now an ocean of CISSP training programs available, and are you unsure which ones to trust? I remember the struggle, but there was nothing accessible to me outside of the pricey boot camps. And that's precisely why CISSP Cyber Training came into existence, to illuminate your pathway towards acing the CISSP exam. At CISSP Cyber Training, I've forged the CISSP blueprint into a step-by-step guide to navigate you through the intricacies of the CISSP journey designed to provide you the direction and guidance you need to pass the CISSP exam confidently. But don't just take my word for it. Listen to what one of my students, Kevin Fallon, had to say about the CISSP blueprint. This is precisely what I needed in your course, direction. The blueprint is the perfect roadmap to stay on track. I appreciate its clarity and tangible sense of progress it brings. A phenomenal tool for revision. And then there was another from Christopher Wagstaff. Sean Gerber, your guidance was invaluable throughout the CISSP study and certification process. Thank you for breaking the monotony. Once you've wrapped up with the podcast, make your next stop, CISSPCybertraining.com, and let's together turn the tide in your favor, meeting your CISSP goals and catapulting your career in cybersecurity. Now, without further ado, let's get going. Giddy up. Hey, all, it's Sean Gerber, and part of my CISSP exam questions that I'm putting out there for you so that you can pass the CISSP the first time. And this is uh, episode 16 of my exam questions uh, with put on by Reduce Cyber Risk and by SeanGerber.com. Check me out at Sean Gerber, that's S-H-O-N, Gerber.com. This is Domain 4, Communication and Network Security. Okay, question one, IEE 802.11G. So that's your Wi-Fi, right? So you're dealing with the frequency range, 802.11G. Uh, that's actually not the frequency range, but it's the, the standard from IEEE. Uh, provides the following throughput. 34 megabits per second using the same 2.4 gigahertz band as 802.11B. 100 megabits per second using the same 2.4 megahertz band as 802.11B. C, using 54 megabits per second using the same 2.4 band as 802.11b, or 108 megabits per second using the same 2.4 gigahertz band as 802.11b. So again, 802.11g, how much throughput does it give you? 34 megabits per second, 100 megabits per second, 54 megabits per second, or 108 using the same frequency of 2.4 gigahertz? And the answer is... C, 54 megabits using the same 2.4 gigahertz band. So uh, 802.11 is a set from IEEE standards that governs wireless network transmission methods. They're commonly used today in all of these different versions. You got 802.11a, b, c, no, there's no c, a, b, uh, g, n, a, c. These are different versions that are available for wireless connectivity. And so they're, that's part of the whole piece of this is that you'll have to understand for the CISSP, what do each of those bands kind of play into and how much throughput can they put out uh, it's very important for you to understand those again we talk about the cissp it's basically a mile wide and inch deep and this is part of the little inch that you got to kind of know all right reference you can find this at wikipedia.org ieee 802.11 g-2000 okay next question is your wired equivalency privacy wep 
okay, is extremely secure and should be used as much as possible on your Wi-Fi network. I hope you all know the answer to this one. Okay, I, I pray you all know the answer to this one. Okay, WEP is extremely secure and should be used as much as possible on your Wi-Fi network. Answer it, or I should say, A, true, B, false. So is it or is it not? And the answer is B, false. Yes, it is a very insecure protocol right now that is available still, but I, I don't recommend using it. It was basically pre, the precursor to WPA, WPA2, um, and, the, and now there's WPA3 that's actually coming out. And so the thing is with this is it's an encryption protocol available in 802.11a and b, but once you started getting to the standard of WPA, then that started to change, and it's now longer available in these other areas. Um, so the, the interesting part about all this, though, is if you don't, if you don't have the ability to get WPA for whatever reason, WEP is a good way to at least slow them down a little bit. Um, it does provide, I, I'd say, very little protection, but it, there is something. It's better than just leaving it wide open. Um, but avoid WEP if all possible. And if you have a system that can't do WEP or can't do WPA or one of the other protocols that are higher than that, I'd highly recommend you replacing it because it's just not very secure at all. Uh, so again, one of the, it did have when it was did one of the things I thought was interesting with uh, Wiki. It said despite the introduction of 256 WEP, 128-bit remains one of the most common implementations. So I wasn't real sure why they stuck with that, but it had to have been probably because of the fact that WEP was uh, was relatively new and that was a, a big factor. Many other things couldn't communicate with it at that point. All right, you can check it out at uh, wikipedia.org. Wired equivalency privacy. Okay, next question. Wi-Fi protected access to WPA2 replaced which of the following security protocols? A, WEP, B, WPA3, C, WPA, or D, SSL. We talked about WEP. Now we have WPA3, WPA, and SSL. So which of the Wi-Fi protected access to WPA2 replaced which of the security protocols? Answer is... C, right? WPA makes logical sense. WPA2 did replace WPA, um, which requires testing and certification by the Wi-Fi Alliance and then implements mandatory elements of IEEE 802.11i. Uh, so the big bottom line with that, though, is, is it moved on. The technology changed, and they moved on to WPA2 and then now into WPA3. Uh, basically, it was the certification went from 2004 to 2006, um, and WPA2 certification is mandatory for all new devices that bear the Wi-Fi trademark, which means so it's just like what they did with, wipe, with WEP before, they are moving it away. And this will continue to happen through the maturation, big $10 word, of the Wi-Fi world. And Wi-Fi just becomes bigger and bigger all the time. So it's it's to get a lot of emphasis on it. You can check this out at Wi-Fi Protected Access on Wikipedia. Okay, that's all I got for today. You check me out at SeanGerber.com, the CISSP. I've got some great CISSP certification information out there for you. I've got exam questions. I've got study materials. I've got everything that you will need to pass the CISSP the first time. Don't do like I did and fail it the first time. You need to pass it the first time. You also can check me out at Udemy.com for CISSP certifications. That's Sean Gerber. And ReduceCyberRisk.com. You can check me out there with CISSP-training. All that stuff's available to help you pass the CISSP certification. As we all know, it is a bugger and uh, can be quite challenging at times. So that's what we're out there for here to help you pass the thing the first time. All right. Have a great day. We'll catch you on the flip side. See ya. Thanks so much for listening today, as it was my pleasure to prep you for the CISSP exam. But are you interested in some free CISSP exam questions? Head on over to CISSPQuestions.com and sign up to join my email list, and you will gain access 
to 30 free CISSP questions each and every month. That's a total of 360 questions just for signing up with CISSP Cyber Training. You will also gain access to other free resources, so just head on over to freecisspquestions.com or cisspcybertraining.com and sign up today. All right, have a wonderful day, and we'll catch you on the flip side. See you.